When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the show. Another day of drama at the Australian Open yesterday. Most of it's centred around arguably the greatest the sport has seen, Rafa Nadal. Louise Plumbing was that good with us yesterday, part of SEN's tennis commentary team, that she's backed by popular demand. Good morning again, Louise. Oh, gosh, come on. You're just rubbing me up here. Good. <laughs> Great stuff, Jules. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. It was a bit sad yesterday, wasn't it, watching... Uh, Rafa out on court after he sustained that hip injury. Do you feel like a lot of us that that might be the last time we see him in Australia? No, I don't think so. Okay. No, come on, let's not have that one. I want to have a great day. I want to have a great (laughs) week. I want to have a great 2023. I can't think like that. Look, we obviously know it's getting maybe closer. How much pain tolerance does this human have? Um, no, it was very sad. Obviously, he's been trying to get his body absolutely right for quite a few months. He's had a few niggles. Um, yeah, and, and he's not a guy. He's got so much class. He wouldn't walk off the court injured. He'd rather limp off and, and just make sure that Mackenzie McDonald had that win against him. I think he hates uh, all his career, really, just to walk off and retire. So, you know, he's going to limp over the line and just be respectful at always um, for his opponent. But very sad for the tournament. Uh, obviously, you know, now there's a lot of other guys that are licking their lips and mm. just thinking, OK, that's one guy that's eliminated. But there's still a whole bunch of, of tough guys out there. There's no question about that. How do you think, well, they threw this up at the top of the show. How do you think you'll look back, if, if this is his last, and we hope it's not, even if he's only got one to go, for example. How do you think he looks back on his Australian Open journey? It's been a such an interesting tournament for him. He's won it twice. He's lost the final four times. So often his body has let him down and probably cost him the chance to win another couple where you know, French Open's been so successful for him, same as the US Open. It's been it's been a real roller coaster when he's played in Australia. Yeah, look it has. I mean, there's no question about him that he's the king clay. He loves the red. Um, you know, that's what he grew up on. That's what his mentality is. And and as a tennis player, you find your niche and you, you know, you push that niche. Now, to think he's won 13 Roland Garros is, is absolutely phenomenal. Um, and, and you go, okay, well, my game plan, my game style really suits that. Does it really suit the faster playing Australian Open? Probably not. There's other guys out there. Um, where their bodies just sustain that effort on hard court a little bit better. One of them is Novak Djokovic. We know that he's like a piece of elastic out there on on Rod Laver Arena. Um, So I think he'd be pretty happy. I mean, he won some really great matches where his body just held up. I mean, I think you'll look at 2022 last year and say that was probably the best effort coming from behind, beating Medvedev. I think he absolutely... Really loved that journey last year. That was probably his ultimate at the Australian Open, I would say. Yeah, it was an amazing uh, performance uh, 12 months ago. Now, have you ever played in a tennis match where you've had a rally that went 70 shots, like we saw last <laughs> night with the Jason in Jason Kubler's match with Karen Hatchinoff? 
Look, when I was about 14, I might have been off to do that with some farmer in Wagga where we were just <laughs> popping them over the net, you know, hitting them really soft and not trying to mitt. Phenomenal. I, I don't know. That was incredible. I actually watched that. I had to re-watch it. Um, you could hear the commentators just laughing in the background and you could hear people as the, as the rally went on. They were just going, is this for real? Um, I, I just wonder if Jason didn't tag the net going down on the back end down the line there, whether... Would have we seen another 30? I mean, this was <laughs> like this was like just watching one of the best, um, you know, practice warm-ups ever, but but with like a whole lot of pace and power behind it. It was incredible. No, you don't often see that at all. No, it was incredible stuff. Uh, it was pretty good, Jason Kubler, probably as we expected with the three men that were playing yesterday. It was going to be tough. You know, John Milman was pretty good early against uh, Daniel Medvedev. Good experience uh, for Rinky, Rinky Hitchikita, but uh, in the end, those three men were, I guess, just outclassed by better players. Yeah, look, I mean, Medvedev, you know, he's he kind of plays, in a way, a more aggressive style of, of um, John Millman, you know, except he just is like a brick wall. He does it better. He's taller. He's got longer reach. He's got a bigger serve. Um, I thought Johnny did a good job of trying to open up the court, hang in there, come in, hit some volleys. Um, he was always going to be behind against Medvedev. I mean, Medvedev is he's phenomenal on hard court. He's back end down the line. It just blows me away. Sitting down on Rod Laver Arena, commentating that match, it just reminds you, you know, the level um, that these guys play. It's phenomenal. So, no, a, a great effort for Millman to get through that five, hour, uh, the four-hour, five-set match the day before or two days before, but then to turn around and, and to play and to compete at that level and hang in like he did, I thought that was a great effort. Speaking to Louise Fleming, part of the SEN tennis commentary team, uh, day four of the Australian Open, not too far away. Uh, Danielle Collins had an interesting moment, a bit of a premature celebration in that uh, tie break. Uh, just forgot that uh, the super tie breaks go to 10 points now. <laughs> yeah, I know. That happened the other night too. Um, I, I think uh, Andy Murray wasn't completely sure as well, and uh, he was asked after. And then he said, "Yeah," he said, "I kind of a couple of points in, and then oh, I realised it was ten. And when you get to seven-one, you still think, "Gosh, I could still lose this." This that's the thought process. It's a bit different, but yes, Danielle um, got a little bit excited there and, and didn't realise there was still a few more points to play. <laughs> Did um. Maria Sakari have a point in her match yesterday. The celebrations from her opponents she thought were a bit overly aggressive and she said to the umpire, if she does that again, I'm going to call for the referee. Did she have a point in with that um, complaint? No, absolutely not. I commentated that match, uh, Diana Schneider, the, the young Russian. I mean, absolutely not. Maria just was feeling up against it. I mean, she's number six in the world. Diana Schneider is 106. This is one of the most phenomenal stories I've ever heard of. This young girl, 18 years of age, just 12 months ago, was ranked 1,053. <laughs> she has absolutely rocketed up the WTA tour. She's 900 spots in 12 months. I need to look that up and just see if any other player yeah, that's incredible. has done that. No, in 12 months, amazing, and won a WTA event along the way. I mean, yeah, I was watching that match, and she's amazing. A lefty, she's solid, she served unbelievably well. Watch out for that name. I mean, she's meant to go to college next week or in two weeks' time. 
are you kidding me with $150,000? She'd have to say, no, I can't take that because I'm an amateur. No way. She'll go and play on the tour. She can't go to college. Nah, she was uh, very impressive. So today we've got Kimberly Birrell in action. Who's still a, she's a reasonably young player, reasonably inexperienced player, but she's got the experience over her opponents today, just 17 years of age. Yeah, look, this is not an easy match. Linda Fruvatova, she's from the Czech Republic. She's another one of these superstar young girls coming on the tour. Um, look, Kim was phenomenal in the match against Kaya Kanepi. Lost the first set. Uh, Kaya's a big hitter. What you can't do with some of these girls that play like a machine, that hit the ball like a bullet, you've got to mix it up. You've got to take them out of their rhythm. And that's exactly what Kim Birrell did. She's a counterbuncher. She stands on the baseline and redirects the ball very well. And most of the girls want to have power to use so that they can hit, you know, big and, and have that kind of energy off the ball. Kim just took the power away. Kaya didn't know where her forehand was. She then ran out of steam. It was the hottest day in Melbourne for the, you know, for the Australian Open. So a whole lot of luck turned around to Kim Birrell. She's now got to reproduce that against the younger player. I don't think she'll walk at out there thinking she's got her number. This young girl plays about 300 matches every two years. She's one of the, the young girls that just plays a lot of matches, but also plays a lot of exhibitions and very tough match. Uh, she's going to have to be at her absolute best and just perform with the intellect that we know Kim can play with. But she's got to mix it up. She's got to try to take away any of the assets that Privatova has. Before we get on to the Aussie men today, Louisa, Jared Healy last night on Sports Day threw up a, a belief that he, he says the semifinals and the final for the women at Grand Slam should be extended to best of five sets, which might uh, produce some more sort of classic matches at that stage of the tournament. Is, does that idea have any merit in your eyes? Look, I don't, I don't think so. Um, all it's going to do is... You know, for women's tennis, it's just going to say, right, who is the absolute fittest? Who's going to just run around? And are we just looking for fitness? Because otherwise, mm. we'll just go and watch the Olympics and just watch the 400 metres and the 800 metres. I, I want to watch a little bit of class. I want to see, you know, just different players, the way they hit, the way they perform and make it a mental battle. Uh, I mean, on Jabir, if you just looked at, say, Sabalenka and on Jabir, maybe Sabalenka can run side to side better Anja Burke and maybe run forwards back better. Um, you know, they all bring something a bit different. I, I, I can't see any merit in it. I still think, um, yeah, I think it would send people a little bit away from the game. For me, I would find it a little bit more boring. Okay. I don't know, that's just my opinion. Yeah. Now, I think, I think most believe that uh, keeping it at three sets is, is the right thing to do. The Aussie men today, uh, three in action. So Alexi Popperin up against uh, Taylor Fritz. Alex Dimonor is... A pretty clear favourite against Adrian Manorino, but that that's that's no walk in the park. It's not. He's a lefty. He's a journeyman from France. Um, he's a phenomenal competitor, Manorino, and he plays so unusual as well. I think his racket's struggling at about 20 kilos or something, or 20 pounds, something ridiculous. So he just uses the pace of his opponent. Um, he plays very flat. He takes time away from you. It's not a done deal, but the way Demonar's been playing, he's he's really on fire. So I think I think he's okay. I think he he'll overtake the journeyman. I think looking at Demonar, hopefully uh, with a car crash collision there with Novak um, in the next round. So that'd be great to see.
Yeah, so 46 in the world, Manorino, 34 years of age. He defeated John Isner in four sets uh, in the first round. This one tonight looks like an absolute beauty. Thanasi Kokonakis versus uh, Andy Murray. What a different match for Thanasi coming up tonight because, uh, as we said yesterday, and it, Fabio Finini wasn't up for the fight and it only took five points uh, last night for Thanasi to wrap that up. But uh, it'll be a different story against Andy Murray who leaves nothing out there. Oh, absolutely. I'm licking my lips over that one. That's going to be phenomenal. That's the last match on Margaret Court Arena tonight. I think that's going to be a packed stadium. The roof's going to get blown off there. I mean, first of all, Andy Murray, what he did to Matteo Berrettini was just incredible. Five sets. Um, I love seeing this man. He just reinvents himself. He looks bigger and better than ever. I walked past him last night. His chest is a bit thinner. It looks like he's really lost a bit of weight. But his legs are massive. He has done the work, and he looks like he's he's really playing some great tennis. But I think more importantly, he loves the game. So Thanasi is going to have to reproduce some of this amazing tennis that we saw, and we know he can play. We saw it against Sinner in Adelaide. We've seen it over the last few years. He's just had so much of his his continual play broken up with injuries. So we're hoping Thanasi serves bombs. He's got to use his big serve and the forehand as a weapon. Um, and if he extracts long rallies, I don't think that's going to be a problem. He's fresh. His legs are ready to go. Of course, he played against the wet blanket yesterday. Not much <laughs> came from from Fognini. So he's got plenty in the tank, which luckily for him, he's got the whole day just to prepare. Because yesterday, he was just sitting on edge. He didn't get to relax. He didn't have that day off. Because of the rain, he was waiting seven hours for that match. So that really, yeah, that really is um, a little bit of an issue because he just didn't get to go home to the hotel and relax and just have that day where you just kind of, you know, get your get your energy back. But I think, uh, yeah, just watch out, everyone. That match is going to be on fire. I think it's going to be uh, Thanasi's going to take it in four. Let's hope you're right. Uh, that should be a cracker. It looks like we're not going to get too much rain today. It's not that warm down at Melbourne Park, but uh, hopefully no interruptions. Uh, Louise, thanks for your time again. Uh, enjoy day four. Brilliant. Thanks, Jules. Have a great day. You too. Great to talk to Louise Fleming. Let's hope she's right that Rafa will be back and uh, Thanasi Kokonakis can get the chocolates tonight against uh, Andy Murray. A little bit of footy news uh, coming up uh, after the news, but let's get to the newsroom with Anna Pavlou.